This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are back. It's the Heart and Hustle podcast here on the SB Nation Orlando Pinstripe Post Podcast Network. It's time to talk about the playoffs. Playoffs. It happened. My goodness. It happened. We're running the three-man weave today because no one wanted to sit this out, of course. <laughs> uh, the Magic come back from down 13 at the Boston Celtics. Yes, those Boston Celtics. Uh, they win in Boston. They have one game left. They improve to 41-40, and 40, a 16-game turnaround to date from last season, but most importantly, clinched the Southeast Division and clinched this little thing that we're not very familiar with over the last, I don't know, six, seven years in Orlando. The playoffs. We're going to the postseason, guys. We made it. Oh, this is awesome. Man. Yeah, this is this is new. This is new territory for me and Nikki football here. Scott. I know. I mean, we have an entire generation that have no idea what the playoffs are all about. But you guys, I who knows how many playoff games we're going to get at home, right? I mean, we have no idea. We're going to get at least two, right? We're get at least two. So I, I I encourage anybody and everybody who has never been to an NBA playoff game when you go. You'll understand why I have been so disappointed and downright depressed when Nikki Football and CC and I have been talking on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez about Tankathon, Tankathon.com, draft lottery. Who are we going to draft in like March and April? You'll understand why when you go to this NBA playoff game. It's just an, an unbelievably exciting atmosphere. So for those of you that are just listening for the first time, first of all, go back. You've got, what is it, 13, 13 episodes to listen to, including Jeff Weltman that joined us on our last one. If you have not listened to that, it was one of our most popular episodes to date. Uh, he is Scott Inez. You can catch him weekdays on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez, 4 to 6 on ESPN 580 Orlando. Uh, I am Nick Grunowitz. Uh, they know me as Nikki Football. We were going to try to change that on this no, show, but it's just, not, you, I'm not you're stuck, it. dude. You're I should stuck. get it legally changed. It's just be on my driver's license. Yes, like, absolutely. share. Yes. That's what it should be. License, uh, get it on your license plate, everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can hear me and Chris Crawford on ESPN 580 Monday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., uh, and of course, uh, 6 to 8 the rest of the week. Uh, he is Chris Crawford. Uh, you can catch Chris on the Fan Zone on ESPN 580, 10 to 11. And he had a special guest, by the way, on his show on Saturday. The Fat Man yeah, called the Fat Guy. The fat, fat Guy, guy. Dennis called. Fat yeah, Guy he called, called in. in. Yeah. I love the Dennis Salvaggio. Yeah. He's a good man. That's was a great. He was a good. He was, a, he was very, was so very excited. excited. About that. He was very excited. Said he got fan of the night and was sitting courtside and was just yelling yeah. at Hawks players the entire yeah, night. Yeah, he actually messaged me on on Facebook telling me that he got to sit courtside the other night and it was the thrill of his lifetime. You should have seen him back in the day, boys. Like late 80s, early 90s. He would literally run around the floor of the arena. Right, yeah, he'd run down on the court and everything, yes, right? like several times. And it got to the point where people actually expected him to, to run around the arena. And, I mean, look, I mean, Dennis, there's a reason why they call him the fat guy. And at times, you wondered, is he going to be able to make it around the arena? <laughs> 
but he did. So that's good for you. Good yeah, that was an awesome guest. Uh, let's get let's get into last night. I I I don't know how we want to do this. I've never done a playoff podcast before, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. The Magic beat the Celtics one sixteen one oh eight. So they they clinch the division. They clinch a playoff berth. Where they're going to be in the picture, we still don't know. There's no. still a chance they could be six. Right now, they are seven, and there's a chance they can also be eight. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to unpack this, the Celtics game last night a little bit first, then we'll, well get into the playoff situation? Uh, we, what we do you want to do? That? We could do that, or, or or we could talk about how this team has defied logic over the last 30 games. Um, I think we should do that, because if you go back to, what was it, January 31st? or yep. No, since the All-Star break, right? Since January the All-Star 31. break, January this team has the fourth or fifth best record in the NBA. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What? It, it's... it's um, it's amazing what has happened with this team because I remember being on the air with both of you guys in January going, okay, normal January swoon coming up, season over. They yep. won five games in January. Pack right? it in. I mean, they're 20. Which was like the most wins in January they've had in three right. or four right. years, by the way. Right. They're 20 and 31 near the end of January, yeah. guys. 20 and 30, 11 games under the 500 mark and showing no signs of life whatsoever after what we thought was a brutal schedule kind of caught up with them in late January, right? I mean, we talked very early in the season about what a brutal schedule this was and mm-hmm. two Western road trips and Mexico City and this and that. And 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 yet, and yet, this team goes 21 and 9 yeah. in the final 30 games? Are you kidding me? Yeah, this and is also, ridiculous. Also boast one of the best records against the fellow Eastern Conference playoff teams as well. I think they're third or fourth in that respect, yeah, they're the as middle well. of the pack of those eight teams that are set to make the playoffs yeah. or something. With you know, I mean, you see the wins over the Raptors. You take care of the Celtics last night. Uh, a Celtics team that I know that they're not, they're not, they by no means were resting no. guys. I mean, Marcus Smart gets Although hurt. They, yeah, they lose. Yeah, <laughs> Smart yeah. got hurt. Um, who else Jason got hurt? Tatum Jason left Tatum got quarter. hurt. Um, Jalen Brown had to play a little more than I think they want him to play. Yeah. But that was a Celtics team that very much was interested in winning that game because it would have clinched the number four seed for them in the East. And now that that's still because of Indy's loss, I think is yeah they clinched it theirs. before. Yeah, yes. that, that was the thing we were talking about before that game started was with Indy losing to Brooklyn. It clinched Boston that four seed. So the hope was kind of, hey, you've got nothing to play for this game. Mm-hmm. You should rest those guys. And Brad Stevens kind of still rolled everyone out yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. It, it kind of backfired on liked a little it. bit. I kind of like the fact that this team had to play a team that was interested in winning before yeah. the playoffs. Because I was a little concerned about that. Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving was definitely interested yes. in that oh, fourth yeah. quarter. And, and don't forget, Jonathan Isaac, our guy, went down That's right. in the second half. He's too. okay, though. He tweeted yeah. that he's fine, which is which is a deal. Which yeah. is a deal. So uh, let's, let's unpack some of these 30 games here. And I think mm-hmm. that there are a couple of things um, that I had going through my mind in terms of why this team has turned out to be what they have been over the last 30 games. And let's start. uh, The first thing on my list is Nick Vucevic, who during these 30 games went to the All-Star game. And I think that that has given him a confidence. I think that he goes to the All-Star game and you kind of get that feeling of, I belong here with fill-in-the-blank guys. I am one of the best. And he has played with a with an attitude all season long, but I think that he has played with a consistency for the most part, aside from those games where he was dealing with the shoulder injury, that I really like. Mm. I, I think that getting that all-star thing is kind of a big thing for Vooch. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting you ask people close to the basketball team, why did it all of a sudden click? January yeah. 31, for some reason, is a line drawn in the sand. Why did it turn on a dime and and nobody gives me the same answer? It's, it's, it's Nick Vucevic, it's 
guys developing. It's Steve Clifford. It, 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 the it's acquisition a, of Markel Fultz. Acquisition of Markel Fultz. <laughs> Markel right. Fultz is the most winning point guard in, in, in Orlando <laughs> yeah, Magic history. He's right. stepped on the floor. Right, but I, I think it's a conglomeration of a lot of different things. I, I don't think we can make this easy. I, I think it is Vooch being the most consistent guy. I mm-hmm. think it is Steve Clifford and his message getting to his team game after game after game. I, I think it's just a conglomeration of things. And, and look, the, the turning point, you look at what happened January 29th, okay? The Magic lose at home to OKC on the 29th. And on, all of a sudden, for whatever reason, it clicked in their next game. It was a home game, I believe, against the Indiana Pacers. They won that game. Uh, against a Pacer team that had just lost Victor Oladipo, 107 to 100, and then they rattle off seven wins in their next eight games, mm-hmm. and really have never looked back from there. It's been an amazing turnaround. They and and for whatever reason, this team developed a will. We talk a lot about that. Down you, 13 you, last night, and you come back. I was on I the road. We were ready to pack that thing. Yeah. We were watching at a local bar with a couple of other. You magic got, wait fans. a minute. You guys at a bar. Really? I know it was, it was it was shocking, Holy right? Cow, you guys were in a bar. Actually, and you know what? By about eight forty-five, we were the only ones in there yes. because we Is were very right? loudly. We cheering. were loud, yes. And by we the were end very of it, loud. We got the bartenders into the game too. They, they turned were, the sound on for us so we could watch it and awesome. broke out the champagne yes. when they won. No when they clinched kidding. the playoffs. We did champagne shots. Yep. We did. Wait, are, they, are there and, pictures of this anywhere? No, I got to no. see pictures of this. That's awesome. No, there are not. Um, the end of my night probably did not go as well as everyone else's because I I probably had a little too much but uh yeah we I, it was it was actually awesome, awesome because That's the owners great. were into it the owner and the bartender they're magic fans they were into it which was a ton of fun but yeah people left because we were <laughs> yep. a little too loud but that's what you get when, yes. when when you have some look we only have 41 wins right i mean we, we could go 41 and 41 which is break even but we're ecstatic with exactly yeah. with the with as much suffering as we've been through guys over the last six seven years that's what you're going to get now over the next yeah. two, three, hopefully even more weeks. Orlando is going to get behind this team because the Magic have always owned this team. you got a lot of people that have been asleep over the last six to seven years, including probably that bar owner. But now you got a lot of people who are going to get really excited about this team again. And, and everyone has kind of rallied around it. And it was kind of around that January, that yeah. end of January, where it wasn't just – you know, the fans kind of rallied around the team. Everyone kind of, and, you know, Kyle Kuzma had those comments about, you know, right, rather being in right. L.A. And that was Enjoy right. the offseason, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. shout out to him on that one. Um, and then you actually tweeted this out too today, Scott. I saw this. You retweeted it. Fox Sports uh, tweeted it out that, remember we back at that time in January, oh, two, the, TV the Magic here? TV yeah. ratings were low. They were they were actually lower than the previous year. People they were just the weren't lowest turning in. rated team in the league right. in and, terms of TV ratings. And now at this point today, the Orlando Magic, that game last night was the second most watched game of the season. Mm-hmm. It was the most streamed Magic game ever on the Fox Sports Go app. Mm-hmm. And TV viewership is now up 4% from a year ago. Right. As opposed to where we were back at the end of January, where it was down previously. So not only have they turned it around there, they've managed to have so many people watching these games now that it's gone from a negative viewership to a positive viewership. Yeah, isn't it amazing what winning does for a basketball team, for a town? I mean, it's just... And not big winning, just... Just right. slight, slight winning, yeah, you know, just, exactly. just 500 winning half your games. Um, you're right. Uh, how how the, the community has rallied around the team. I mean, Chris and I have been out and, and, and I think you've noticed this too, Chris, and I'm sure you have Scotty, because 
we all kind of frequent some of the same places. I'm seeing magic gear now. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm walking around yeah. and I'm seeing, I go to the RDV where you work out, Scott. Sorry, people know you work out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I go to the RDV and you see guys with magic jerseys on, with magic shirts on, with yeah. magic hats on. You go down to, I was at a bar, I was at bars yesterday and there were people with magic <laughs> yeah. gear on. On my way to the bar to meet yes. up with you, we, we drove by somebody who was on his bike wearing a, an old school Shaq shirt. Like yeah. it, it's Oh, everywhere. that guy drove by me too. Okay. Yeah. 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 Same I saw guy. that guy too. Yeah. Same guy. I, I think that's proof that Magic fans have been in hibernation for the last So we're not seven seeing years. a lot of Magic fans, just the just same the Magic same, fans. Same, 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 same that guys. one guy in a Shaq jersey booking around. Yeah, right, right. So that, that has been a lot of fun watching how the community has kind of uh, awoken. You yeah. know, they're they're the Rip Van Winkle fans for the last six years, seven years. They've kind of fallen asleep on this team for good reason. They have not been good. What is it? Four seasons of, these, uh, of the last six, 50 losses. Yeah. Um, they have picked in the... In the top ten, five out of six seasons, with the one Skiles year being the year that they didn't, um, and and now uh, you you you've made the playoffs, and that that win last night looked like it was just such. The, there was a a feeling of jubilation, celebration, and also I think relief. Yeah. For the for for Fournier, for Vooch, for Aaron Gordon, for the nucleus, and and Steve Clifford. How this must feel for Steve Clifford. Oh, and you know what, God. Scott? I was watching the game last night. We have not been able to make a case for Steve Clifford being coach of the year. Believe it. I'm going to make it right now for you, okay? Yeah. Because this is a guy that has turned this team around by 16 wins yep. season over season without a top 10 pick, yep. without a big free agent acquisition, with the existing team from the year ago, and basically just making all of those guys yeah. better. You have Terrence Ross, Nick Fucevich, Aaron Gordon, yep. Jonathan Isaac, Anybody else? Basically having career seasons. He's been amazing. And Na- name one player who has not gotten better this year other than Jaron Grant. I, you took it. I was <laughs> going to say Jaron Grant. Other than Jaron Grant. I mean, yeah, I mean, I asked that question Poor at Jaren. midseason, and your response was Evan Fournier. Well, look at what Evan Fournier does for you last time, night. Yeah. Look, look at what he's done in the clutch this year. Have I, you seen look, what he's done during this playoff push? Have you seen Evan Fournier's his numbers? numbers are astounding. Well, I, I have them for you right here, actually. During this playoff push, uh, it is right here. Um, over the last 10 games, 20 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, 55% shooting, 38% from 3. Well, the Magic have gone 8-2 and two in these last 10 games. And who was it splitting the defense late two minutes to go in a game against the Celtics last night? getting to the rim and yamming it on two and guys. A- exactly. He couldn't have laid that in. No. That was his we only chance. Blocked. We thought it got blocked. That we was his only blocked. chance is to yam it down, and that's exactly what he did. But I want to go back to what you said about sure. Steve Clifford and, and Coach of the Year. Look, I, I know you, you're you're a big Coach of the Year for Steve Clifford guy, and, mm-hmm. and I am not denying that this man has done an absolutely incredible job. There is no doubt to me that he deserves consideration. All I'm saying is, I don't think he's going to get it, knowing how the NBA does these things and, sure. the, and the media and how they vote. I don't think he's go- going to get it. I think he deserves consideration. But in the end, I think Mike Budenholzer in Milwaukee is going to get the nod because let's tell it like it is. It's a lot more difficult in this league to get a team from that, you know, mid 48 right. to 60 to mark. 60, it's a, right. And he had a 16 win swing as well. Right. And then, right. like, you know, and he's you, you match those Clifford. up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so so to me, yeah, but he's taking over for Joe Prunty. I, I, okay, I get it. I I'm, understand. I'm I get sorry, it. And like, he has Giannis, and he's got Chris Middleton. That I, team would have won more games last year with Mister Mister Potato Head I, as the I coach. Get, but it's still forty four to sixty. So while I love yeah. what Coach Cliff has done, I'm telling you right now, 
that Coach Bud is going to be Coach of the Year in the NBA. And I, I don't think that's the fight that we should have right now for the end of the season awards. I think the one that we really have a case sixth for man. and should have a fight for is six man because Terrence the fact Ross, that Terrence absolutely. Ross isn't even getting mentioned for starters is just ridiculous. But this guy, I mean, you, you said it last night. He's the first player in NBA history to what? Have 200 threes off the bench without starting a single game. Yes, without starting a single game. If he doesn't start against uh, Charlotte on Wednesday, he'll be the first player in NBA history to make 200 threes exclusively coming off the bench. And by the way, I think he just got fouled shooting a three one more time. <laughs> right for the fourth now. time? Right. Yeah. Three it, times last yeah. night. Come on, yeah. Boston. I, he's, I, I think he is deserving of that. I think you can make a much better case for him as sixth man of the year than you can for Steve Clifford as coach of the year. Uh, and the fact that the Magic have sealed a playoff spot too, I think, is even more giving. It gives him more credit for that and more deserving of the here's, award. Here's where the Coach Cliff effect comes into because we didn't know this about Terrence Ross. We had no clue that Terrence Ross had this in. He him. didn't have the unlimited green light that he has this year. When well, you get to a certain extent with Vogel last year, he did to a certain extent. Not not the green light that he has this year. Yeah. But he's he's always kind of had that green light, but he's been up and down and up and down. He scores 51 in a game. He wins the slam dunk contest, and yet he'll disappear. You didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. from Terrence Ross. He has been astounding all year long. Like you said, over 200 threes made. But what I didn't know is what we saw last night from Terrence Ross. That was a Terrence Ross that wanted desperately to make the playoffs. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that was a Terrence Ross that... that 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 showed a will and a heart out there. That's something that I had never seen before. What did he give us last night? What were his numbers? 26? 20, well, 26, I, yeah. I would say we did see it one time before the season in the Memphis game. Okay. The Memphis yes. game, we came back from oh, 16 yeah. points down. It was, was that like, game we ain't in this game this. where he basically put the team on his back there and said, this is, this is we're winning it's this. my game. Right, because if we, he, it, was another, it was another game where if we lost that game to Memphis, we're not having this same conversation nope. today because I don't think the team goes on as good of a run after that. If they lose that Memphis game, it's demoralizing, and I think it's a bad end of the season. But coming back, winning that Memphis game, I think was part of the reason they were able to kind of get their gears going and get on this nice run to close out the year. Yeah, you always knew that Terrence Ross had the talent. You knew he could dunk. You knew he was a great athlete. You knew he could shoot the three, but he hadn't done it consistently. Well, he saved that for this year, but what's developed with Terrence Ross to me, over the really over the last month or so, and he struggled at some point in time too over the last month and three or four during, games during that home during that home stretch where when the Magic were here and I think they won right. I think with, like six yeah. of eight he, he with was the exception of the Memphis game yes. Yes. but but you're yes. absolutely he, he right. struggled yeah. for most yeah. of those but games it, which we still blame on Nicky football hey absolutely he was right no question hey where's everybody <laughs> now where are you at now haters I'm just saying it's the will it's the will of Terrence Ross that competitive will that's really developed that I didn't think he had quite frankly guys so, so and. and and you mentioned all of that, and I think it's a really good point. And I want to bring it back to Steve Clifford quickly because what have we already talked about here? And it was that the struggle this team went on. What impresses me about Steve Clifford, this team struggled in January, and Terrence Ross still was not moved into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. That Steve Clifford, to know your personnel is really and understand your personnel and understand roles and know where you can make the right decisions and the right moves and where to put guys, I think is the mark of a very good to great coach. It's yep. been the and same starting lineup all year. Exactly. And, and that, something- by the way, you talk about the improvement last year to this year is, I mean, what did you get? I mean, you lost like 180 games from the guys that were basically in this starting lineup. But my, my point here is when you're going through a terrible January swoon and it looks like the playoffs are slipping away, 
at at no point did Steve Clifford look at Terrence Ross and panic and yeah. say, "Okay, Evan Fournier, frankly, you've sucked this year. Right. We're going to pull you off the starting lineup. We're going to put Terrence Ross in there and see if we can if we can ignite this thing mm-hmm. and get rolling again." Steve Clifford has looked at Terrence Ross and said, "You are a gunner off the bench. This is where you fit. Yeah. I'm I'm going to change other things. I'll change the other bench rotations. I'm going to keep this the same." And I think that it has worked out for Steve Clifford. Obviously, they've made the playoffs. But with Terrence Ross, because that is where he is comfortable, and that really, I think, is where he's going to fit long-term for his career as that Jamal Crawford, off-the-bench, microwave, just gunner. It was great to see uh, in the locker room, right outside the locker room last night as the Magic made their way in the tunnel to the locker room. Coach Clifford is waiting for each each one and every one of his guys, congratulating them on making the playoffs. We haven't seen that in a long, long time. That was really cool to me because you you could tell like a huge weight was lifted yeah. off of these guys' shoulders. Remember where he comes from, right? I mean, he, he started up there in New England, in Maine, at high school, yeah. in, a, in a local college. And, and to get the job under Stan Van Gundy here in Orlando, to make it to the pinnacle, to make it to the NBA Finals in 2009, he knows what this team and this town can be all about. He's seen it. He's seen it at the pinnacle. And to have this guy come in – and do what he has done to rehab this team. And again, I get it. We're only at 41 wins. I get it. But knowing that we had, what, what, 25 wins a year ago, he has totally changed the culture of this roster, of this basketball team. And that's what good leaders do. Good leaders come in and instill confidence right away. They develop, they teach, but they instill confidence. I guarantee you, CC and Nick, you ask each and every one of those guys, they'll literally run through a brick wall for this guy. Now, he's tough, but he's also fair and he's honest. And that's all the player in the NBA can ask of a head coach. And, and that seems to really be the thing that everyone mentions about Steve Clifford is he's going to rip you. Like, he's going to give you a hard time. But he seems to be nice about right, it. Right, so he's going to pat you on the back and kick, kick, kick you in the butt in the same time, he's, he's right? Gonna, yeah, he's going to leave you yeah. feeling like, you know, that, that something productive happened here, yeah. which is something that, you know, we have not seen from past coaches. I mean, I think that's kind of why it didn't work for Scott Skiles, while this team really where Steve Clifford hit that January swoon and turned things around. Yeah. Scott Skiles didn't do that. And I think the way that Steve Clifford is able to motivate guys – uh, is is kind of a kind of, kind of a, a a difference there. I guess it's interesting because I was speaking with a former Magic GM who is a, a part of the front office now, John Gabriel, here at the studio a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "Scott, it's amazing." He said, "From day one, Coach Clifford has made the decision to practice like the San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. not like the Orlando Magic. He's made a decision to practice like the San Antonio Spurs, and practice makes perfect." Right, He's had the same message, that clear, consistent message from day one. That has not changed, and I think that's another thing that players really appreciate about Steve Clifford. So um, we now know this team is going to make the playoffs. Yep. Um, let's let's spin it forward now where you, you don't know where they're going to finish. They can finish Philly. as high as six, which would be the – that would be Philly, of Philly. course. They can finish seven and take on Toronto, which is where they'd be right now, and or eight, of course, and – and and play Milwaukee. Here is one thing that I do want to at least throw out there, by the way. Um, playoff tickets go on sale for the Magic. It, as we're taping, it's today, right? It's today yeah, three at 3 o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. Um, so by the time this posts, it's going to be way too late for this message to be out there. Do not let Sixers fans buy all the tickets, please. Please. Please don't let this happen. No. Don't let Sixers fans or Bucks fans. I don't think Raptors fans are coming all the way down here. But 
Please, Magic fans, all right? Yeah. I know you've been asleep for seven years. I get it, all right? This team deserves your support. Uh, this team is going to finish the year, I think, with 42 wins. I think that Steve Clifford is going to start and play everybody to beat Charlotte on Wednesday and finish with four, over 500 yeah. with kind of a little extra a little extra nudge to Charlotte and keep his former team out of the playoffs as yeah. well and maybe send Kemba Walker uh, to another team. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so I, I guess I guess the next logical question is, where's the best chance, I guess, well, to make some noise? Who do you want to play? I'll tell you right now. Um, Milwaukee, Philly, Toronto want no part of the Orlando Magic. No, and I'm I'm not predicting a Magic win over those t- three teams or, or 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 one of those teams respectively. I'm not predicting a victory, but neither of those teams want the Orlando Magic in round one of the playoffs. I, and I'll tell you why. Number one, they defend every single night. Number two, they're long and lanky. Number three, you got Nikola Vucevic here, okay. And, and Vooch is a very unique player. In yesteryear, no. But in today's game, yes. And when the playoffs bog down, playoff games bog down, they get into a half-court slow game. Guess what? You're going to want to throw that ball down to the low post quite a bit. You've got a Nikola Vucevic down there. The Orlando Magic are 21-9 in the last 30 games. Neither of those three teams, guys, want the Orlando Magic in round one. I can tell you that. Now, who would I want? I mean, look. I throw him in the hopper, quite frankly. Do you really want Giannis? I'll take Milwaukee, quite frankly. I think the Magic can push Milwaukee to six or seven games. I'll take Milwaukee because they're banged up, even though Giannis is Oh, is six or seven world. games. Scotty's right. feeling it. All right. Uh, I'll take Milwaukee one. I'll go, I'll go Philly two, and I'll go Toronto three, even though the Magic have, have matched up very well against Toronto. I think they're in Philly's head a little bit. I really yeah. do. I think I think they're in Joel Embiid's head. So I'm going to go Milwaukee 1, Philly 2, Toronto 3. What How about, about you, Chris? Go I'm ahead. going Philly right away. I mean, the way they played them most recently, they kind of found a way to defend Joel Embiid, sneaking around the backside and coming on the weak side, picking the ball away from him. He got frustrated, left the last game with seven minutes left, and was just visibly upset. We played them well all year. I think it was like total six combined points or eight combined points in our two losses to them. And our two wins, I mean, one of them was by 21 points. So mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, and and Ben Simmons, you know, has a history of maybe not necessarily showing up in the playoffs. And I know it was only one year, but still, I would go Milwaukee two only because they're hurt and they're not as deep. And like I said, I think has John, Giannis yeah, won a playoff series. No, Giannis is not won a playoff that's, that's series. Another and that's thing, another right? one. I don't want anything to do with Toronto. I know that we've beat them twice. It feels this like year. Toronto has not been trying all season long. Yes, <laughs> and it feels like Toronto sewed up the second best record in the Eastern Conference, giving about sixty percent. And then when they get everyone going in yeah. the playoffs, that looks like a Death Star that's fully operational. Right. And while they've been a team that kind of fight, fizzles out when they get to the playoffs, they've added a guy in Kawhi Leonard who does the complete opposite in the playoffs. Right. His last time in the playoffs was when he beat the Warriors single-handedly in a half, and they were Spurs were up, what, 25 points on them before he hurt his ankle and changed the entire history of that organization. Sad. But 
I think that him in the playoffs is going to be scary. I think this is the one year Toronto actually has a very solid playoff run, and I'd like to avoid them in the first round at all costs. Yeah. yeah um, Where are you going, Nick? Man, I, I, I'll tell you, Um, I, I think I lean a little bit Philadelphia, too, Um, for all the reasons Chris just gave you, not just to cheat off your page, but on the Ben Simmons side of things, I think what everyone forgets about the playoffs is you're playing the same team, of course, multiple games, and you get off days, which means you get to really kind of game plan. And I think that you can game plan to limit Ben Simmons, as we have seen in past years. And this is nothing against Ben Simmons, but his assignment during the offseason was one thing and one thing only, develop a jump shot, and and he didn't. And I think that we saw last year when they played Boston in the playoffs, they limited him. He became one-dimensional. Joel Embiid is the kind of guy that when his team gets down, he can shoot them back into a game, but also shoot them out of a game too. And Nick Vucevic averages nearly 30 points a game against them. They have not found a way to stop him. So I, I think I would put Philly 1, and then I would put Milwaukee 2, just like Chris said. The Toronto scares the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. They really do. And it is and it is mostly because I think that they've got the second-best record in the East without really trying, because they have a really good coach um, in, in Nick Nurse kind of on his way up uh, that I, I think has been through the wars with them too as an assistant coach on that bench. And then I would put Milwaukee th- – I would put – um yeah, I would put Milwaukee 2, I'm sorry. And then I would put Toronto 3 yeah. is, is how I would do yeah. that. Well, and but, remember, Toronto just sent a message Orlando's way last yeah. week too. Right. They're in Toronto playing all their guys. So real quick, I, I know we have to go here, but you do mentioned – <laughs> I mean, we I made guess. the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to go anywhere. I, okay. All right. Um, you mentioned Ben Simmons. The guy who's going to be guarding Ben Simmons in a projected series oh, I like against the Philadelphia 76ers. Can, can we talk about DJ Augustine for a quick second? Here? Yeah, no, I think we should because DJ Augustine was much maligned during the NBA offseason as being the worst starting point guard in the league. We call it I, the worst starting point guard position yes, in the league before in the, league. the season. Yes, when you had DJ Augustine, Jaron Grant, right. and Isaiah Briscoe. Well, we, yeah, right. And, and listen, I mean, the two backups, I mean, they they were up and down all year long, mostly down for Grant. But Isaiah Briscoe actually kind of came on and sad to hear him get, see he, him get waved. Right. But, the, the conversations I've had with some people inside the organization is they would love to have him back next year once he's healthy. Um, but um, the DJ Augustine, DJ Augustine has been one of the top half point guards in the NBA this year. I think he's been everything is advertised. He tries hard on defense, but offensively and the way that he's been a floor general has been really impressive. He, he has on both ends of the floor. He has just been so steady all year long. Um, the guy really has been a backup for most of his career in the NBA, right? And yet he yep. comes in, and I, I, I'm assuming he is going to get the start on Wednesday night against Charlotte in the yep. game that you need to get to six. Is he going to start? He will have played in and started 81 of 82 games, and the only one he missed was because of that sprained ankle at midseason. Right. right? Uh, and I think he sprained the ankle, I don't want to say Memphis or Indiana, something like that. But I, if you were to tell me – that DJ Augustine would be starting and, and playing in 81 of 82 games before this season, I would have told you, you're crazy. No, yeah, you I think and I, we all agreed. We, yeah. we all talked about it. Maybe 60 games we were hoping to get right. out of DJ Augustine. Right. And instead, 81 of 82 games, 11.5 assists per game. He's run the offense to perfection, like you said, Nick. He does not turn the ball over. He's been one of the best three-point shooters in the league in terms of three-point percentage. I think Coach Cliff has done a masterful job in managing his minutes. But here's another thing, and we saw this last night. This dude is fearless. 
He just, he's got a nasty old chip on his shoulder. You saw that when he tried to fight the whole Detroit team, basically. Oh, absolutely. Too. He went at Trey Young in a couple of matchups this year. This guy is absolutely fearless. Rest so, in peace, Trey Young. Look, we 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 talk about Vooch and we talk about Fournier and Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac. We really haven't talked about DJ Augustine a lot this year. So I, I wanted to to put my kudos forth to uh, DJ Augustine this year for a job well done. He, he played a way above my expectations of him this year. Yeah, and I think Steve Clifford has done a really good job managing his minutes this year, and that's yep. been a big thing too because you and I talked about this quite a bit was how is he going to make it through a season playing 82 games, 81 games, and it's when he plays 28 minutes a game. That's yep. that. That's the that's only exactly way, and Steve right. Clifford has done a really nice job yep. with that. He's done a terrific job, and, and Jaron Grant filling in early on in the season, and of course – Isaiah Briscoe in the middle of the season, and in comes Michael Carter-Williams. Here's another guy. I mean, we could go on down the list. We well, could go on down the roster. We, we have not really mentioned Jonathan Isaac, which yeah. I, I, I we kind of got into this and got off of this. When you talk about why this team is gone since July 29th, or I mean, since January 31st or something, mm-hmm. why they've gone 21, uh, 21, and, 21 10, and 9. 21 and 9, but I, yeah, 21 and 9, by the way. A better record than the Golden State Warriors in that run. It's the yeah. third best record in the NBA. Um, do not forget that another guy that got snubbed there was Jonathan Isaac, and Jonathan Isaac has turned his entire season around since he did not make the rising all the yeah. the, the rising stars game or challenge or yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, and I didn't know he had that in him either, right? No, I, that was something I, that we did not think he had. We right, thought he was a very right. passive kind of low key guy, but yeah. he shows that he can play with a chip on his shoulder and find some outside motivation. He has, and he he's been terrific defensively. We all know what he's all about defensively. Um, and he's one of the reasons why if I'm Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia, I want no part of this team in the first round, none whatsoever, because he and he alone, well, I mean, look, it's it's a relatively big team, but mm-hmm. he and he alone is a nightmare defensively to match up with. He's so long and lanky and so disruptive that if I'm one of those three teams, I'm like, I don't want any part of these dudes. But but he's also developed his offensive game to the point where you're really confident when he shoots that corner three now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, all around. He's an alien on the court. All right. One final thing, and it's yeah. not Magic-related, actually, because Chris Crawford is going to be leaving uh, what we're doing right now. What? Do you know where he's going? No. He's going to Miami. He's going for the final Dwayne Wade home game. The final Are Dwayne Wade really? game. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's yep. going to be He's going to be there. Wow. His How back will be up against you? the wall, but he's going to be now, there. Right? Now, have you always been a D-Wade guy? No, uh, my girlfriend is a big-time Dwayne Wade uh, fan. Okay. I knew there there a, had to have been a woman uh, involved yeah, in I got here her, I got her tickets for her birthday, so we're going down there for oh, that. That's great. Yeah. That's I'm great. Super that, excited it should for be you. an unbelievable atmosphere down I did, there. I did one of my favorite pairs of basketball shoes was that first pair of Converse as he came the out Wades. with. So, yeah. yeah. And so. I did get to see him play at Marquette. So, yeah, there have always been a little Dwayne Wade there. I, yeah, no no doubt. Um, Paul Pierce still better, though, right? <laughs> Paul Pierce better? No? Hell nobody. no. I don't Hell know. No. Has there ever been a sports opinion that has a zero percent approval? Hell but no. But that's Paul Pierce, and that's what I love about Paul Pierce, and why I've always enjoyed Paul Pierce. This is the guy, the that, guy, the guy that the guy that had three retirement farewells. Right. <laughs> Paul Pierce hits that game-winning shot in uh, what was it in against Washington or for Washington? I called the game. He's, yeah, they asked him, did he call bank on the game-winning shot? He said, I called oh, game. Yeah, one of the greatest yeah. things ever. Yeah, yeah, who was he with then? Was that was that with was he with was he with Washington or against Washington? You're right. I can't remember. I think it was against. That was old man Pierce, yeah. whoever it was. No, yeah. no, no. It was with Washington against Toronto. Yes, that's that was, right. it was that's with what Washington it was, yes. against Toronto is what it was. Uh, but yeah, enjoy. Uh, that's the wrong music. Hmm. Sounds good.
It does. Yeah, I works. love the NBA jams. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is a round ball rock guy. Yeah. Um, but I like the NBA jams. All right, here we go. Um, so enjoy the Dwayne Wade game, by the way, Chris. That's gonna be awesome. Uh we'll talk about that. Hope they uh, lose, that by is... the way. Oh yeah. Of course. Can't stand it. Miami Miami might end up on the outside looking oh, they at will. I'll take like they only 40... have like a one percent yeah. chance of I'll making it. I'll take a forty point out. Dwayne Wade game and a loss. Oh, absolutely. But hey. We're in the playoffs, guys. Yes, sir. The All Magic right. are in the playoffs. That's going to do it for us here on this edition of the Heart and Hustle podcast. He is Scott Inez. You can catch him weekdays on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez. Four to six on Twitter, at Inez says. Uh, Chris Crawford, you can catch him on Twitter, at ESPN580CC on the Fan Zone. Saturday mornings on ESPN 580 Orlando uh, from 10 to 11. Uh, I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nicky Football. Uh, you can catch me on ESPN 580 as well and on Twitter, at ESPN 580 Nick uh, you can get this podcast anywhere you can get podcasts as I said this is episode number 14 as we get ready for the playoff push we should have something for you uh, later this week once we know the the matchups and stuff so that's coming up a little later thank you for listening subscribing um, comment as well if you want uh, if you have something nice to say but until <laughs> then go magic and we'll talk to you in the playoffs